rdtdaily.com presents a Tara Buster with comedian Tara Devlin. All right. Hi. What's up, everybody? My name is Tara Devlin, and this is Unapologetically Liberal Talk. And during the last days of the American Republic, we meet here. Usually we have a live show on Saturday evenings from 6 to 8 p.m. Eastern at the RDT Daily Facebook and YouTube channels. And we are rebroadcast starting Sunday at 6 p.m. Eastern on Progressive Voices or anytime on the Progressive Voices app. SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher. Please give the show a good review on iTunes and keep coming back. It works if you work it, so work it, you're worth it. And live it. And become a patron like tonight's sponsor of this show. The reason we're having a show, the reason we're able to have a show at all is because of our sponsor. I'm trying to find the right sound effect. Gregory Ward. Thank you, Gregory, for taking that extra step and becoming a patron. This is how we're going to keep the liberal media growing and going, keep going. Because without the patrons, we don't have a show. Our goal, we want to get to... Um, get to the point where we can have a daily show, but that's going to take a bit more patrons, about a thousand more of you guys. So keep spreading the word about Tower Buster. If I don't know, if you want, uh, it gets a, it, it does get exhausting for me to repeat this, but it is what it is, right? We have to. Oh, it's like I'm so tired. It's living in this United States of serfs and lords. I really can't believe how how bad it's gotten so quickly. But it's always been bad. Twitler, in, in my entire life, I have to say, we've never been a functioning democracy. We've always been aspirational. I was born on the other side of Reaganomics. My my parents, they were products. They were able to have decent middle-class lives working in... Uh, my mother worked in the post office before... Well, after she was a nun. My mother was a nun for a little bit. Well, not a little bit. Oh, a few years. And then she became my mother. So, and my father was a garbage man, a New York City garbage man. So what what the hell was I supposed to be? Of course, a garbage ma- garbage man and a nun. Look at what they did. Look at the product. Of course, I'm a lesbian comedian, flaming liberal socialist. Out here trying to make the world a better place. That's what we do. That's progressivism. Which is why Republicans... I don't know. Well, f- Republicans, excuse me. I decided I'm going to say... I'm going to call the Republican Party the Republican Party since they have uh, they never say Democratic Party 
It's always Democrat Party. Well, that, then that's a tactic because they don't have anything in reality to boast about. So they have to manipulate the people. And this is a story we've seen, uh, not, not necessarily here, but in history. Don't be fooled, guys. It is happening. Twitler, I'm telling you right now, there will not be a peaceful transfer of power. Like Michael Cohen said, the night of the election, he's not leaving regardless of what happens. And it's kind of shocking to me, frankly, that it's even close. The way it's looking, it's getting me very concerned. But this is what the corporate Dems do to us. I saw today Joe Biden. I was on, well, let me just roll it back a little bit. I was on um, DC Report this afternoon with Brad Bannon and um, where where am I? Hold on, something just happened to my computer. Sorry, hold on. Oh yes, all right, I'm back. It's the camera. Let me fix this. Okay. So I was on DC Report this afternoon with Brad Bannon and Mark Grimaldi and and I was we were talking about the election and blah blah blah. Of course. How is it even close? I'm getting the same sinking feeling that I had in twenty sixteen. Now if Twitler wins despite receiving fewer votes again what are we going to do? Are we, we going to just accept that? How many times do we have to have a Republican president, well, or even the Republican senators and House representatives? They never win a majority. Democrats get a million more votes I'm talking about in the House and, in, and even in the Senate. This is because they have gerrymandered the district so beyond what it means to live in a functioning society that the Republicans, they squat in their positions and they're not a majority party. They, never, they were never meant to be a majority party. They're not capable of functioning in a free democratic society. Look at what they have done. How is this even close? And what, what concerns me is that Joe Biden, it's going to happen. Why would they? Uh, all right. I know that people are going to say, you're, you're helping Twintler get elected. No, I'm not. Anybody, if anybody helped is helping Twintler get elected, it's the DNC. Of all of the contenders, they have to put, they put him, they put Joe Biden. Why? Because the Democratic Party really is the Republican Party, a sane Republican Party. And they think that, uh, what, what concerned me today is that Joe Biden gave his speech and he came out forcefully. A couple of things concern me. First of all, let, let me... If you go on Twitter and you look at Joe Biden's Twitter feed, he's constantly on there saying, Mr. President, why don't you, whatever it might be, fill in the blank. 
why don't you offer um, free testing everywhere? Mr. President, it's well past time that you, whatever, A, B, or C, whatever he says. Why is he calling him Mr. President? Okay? Seriously, do these people know anything? Do they know who they are up against? Why is Joe Biden calling him Mr. President? Every time he calls him Mr. President, he legitimizes him. Twitler is not a legitimate president. He did not receive the most votes, and it's about time that the Democratic Party take the goddamn gloves off. But I know what we're dealing with. Joe Biden thinks that he needed to go out there today and in the middle of his forceful word. I didn't, re- I didn't see the whole speech, but he's got to say, do I look like a socialist? What is... That's outrageous. Well, do yourself a favor, Joe Biden, and keep kicking down on the left wing of your party. The fact is, the young generation, they don't have the same fears that you might, or they didn't grow up during the McCarthy era. They're, they're not, they, they grew up with an internet, and they, the, the world is a very small place. So they can get on whatever, they can get on Skype, they can get on Zoom, and they can have a conversation with somebody who lives in a socialist, a democratic socialist country. And they see those people have health care. They have education. They're not coming out of college as indentured servants to banksters. So it doesn't really hold the same weight as it used to. But what is Joe Biden doing? I really believe that the Democratic Party, they're trying to they're, they're trying to get disaffected Republicans. Why do they always do this? So the Republican Party destroyed their own party and turned it into a cult. So now the Democratic Party is going to be the Republican Party? Give me a break. But another thing I have to bring, bring up is the constant, what do you call it, uh, Democrats, so-called Democrats, are constantly saying, I hear them all the time on corporate media, what a great economy we had before the pandemic. What, it was such a great economy. What? the hell are they talking about? This is why this country is completely effed and gaslit. It wasn't a great economy. Even Democrats say that crap. Well, he gets points on the economy. No. When the American people are living check to check, how is that a great economy? And that goes to show you that those in power... They don't have our best interests at heart. It was a great economy for the rich. Absolutely. It's a great everything for the rich. But 
What about the working people? How, how can you have a great economy where the American people can't retire, can't take a sick day, can't take vacation, can't go? I mean, we couldn't go anywhere now anyway because the whole goddamn world has closed their doors to us. But the only reason that's, of course, Twitler, he sucks. But the reason we have a Twitler is because of this effed up economy. Into the economy that doesn't work for the majority steps the autocrat. And here we are. And make no mistake that he's not leaving. So Joe Biden, give me a break. Do me a favor, Biden. Stop legitimizing the goddamn filthy fascist Republican Party. Seriously. These people on the so-called Democratic Party, they have to fight. But I guess I'm I'm deluded, really. That's why yesterday they had the People's Convention discussing whether to create a third party. And, you know, people were asking me in our Discord, what do I think about that? Greg was asking. I, I'm on the fence about it. Yes, I know that it... Because, well, when I hear people, well, they'll... I don't know, I go back and forth about it. But because the, the Democratic Party is not serving the American people. Yes, they're nicer. They don't let you starve in the streets. That's true. They will throw a subsidy at at us. But they got us here. They helped. It, the, the, the Republicans couldn't do it alone. That's for sure. So what do we do? This is not a drill. We're on the verge of a third Republican Great Depression. Twitler is inciting a civil war. He's setting his domestic terrorists uh, loose on the streets to kill the American people, to kill people who want to, ha- who are capable of functioning in a free democratic society and want a government that represents them. So... What do we do? And the Republicans, they get it. They're fascists. They have no shame. They have no scruples. They have no morals. Three times today on Twitter, as I was watching throughout the day, monitoring what the hell is going on in the world, three different stories about Republicans releasing manipulated Republicans, excuse me, releasing manipulated videos, retweeting it, Twitter retweeting things that are calling for violence, manipulating videos of Joe Biden. And what does, what would Joe Biden do with that? Would he say, Mr. President, please stop manipulating videos. That's very unbecoming of a president. The problem with the Democratic Party, in my opinion, is that, you know what? People want a fighter. 
They want somebody with convictions. We know that Joe Biden has no convictions. He wants to be the president. That's fine. It's this is why is it it is disturbing to me and why many young people they are saying again that they're not gonna vote. There's nothing to vote for. What are you talking? I mean, I understand. I want Joe Biden to win only because I want to stop the bleeding. We need to breathe. We, we, we need a minute. But the work has only begun. We have to stop these freaks before it gets too overwhelming and we're, we lose the entire thing. This is what will happen. That's what happened in the Roman Republic. By the time Augustus died... At the end of all of his manipulations and changing laws, and the, the, the Roman people didn't remember a time of that the Republic was any different. This is what is happening. Every norm that he breaks, every, every crime that he commits, another norm. This is what goes on. What we read in the press, another uh, Trump breaks another norm. Is it a norm? Or are we, is, is it over? And the, this is what Twitter today went out. Of course, because Joe Biden had a press conference. He's got to call a press conference. This is going to happen all the time. And what happens? The crack White House press corps, they go right in line. Hey, let's let Twitler spread his lies. Let's plop a a camera in front of him and give him an amplified propaganda message. That's what the corporate media does. That's not news. I mean, then you go on Twitter... And you see, I'm looking at the hill. It's unreal. Look, here, I'll show you. We're looking at the hill. Let me go right in there. Let me take this down. Hold on. I'll take that. The hill. Uh, where the heck is it? President Trump. We have to allow our police to do what they're doing. They're very good at doing. Okay. Then there's more quotes. They just keep quoting. Where is it? Trump, when you surrender to the mob, you don't get freedom. You get fascism. This goes on. Ad infinitum for day after day after day. After they, they just amplify Twitlers, the lies. No context, just a quote. That's not journalism. When you surrender to the mob, you don't get freedom, you get fascism. Really? So which is it? Is it fascism? Is it socialism? Is it communism? What are we getting? Because those are not the same things. He's a fascist. 
Twitler's a fascist. And the reason he calls the opposition fascists is because they're trying to nullify what they want to confuse the easily confused American dum-dum. And there are a lot of dum-dums out there. And the reason I called tonight's show they thought they were free is because we have the idiots, the Trump anzies, the domestic terrorists, the right-wing domestic terrorists with their domestic terrorist in chief inciting violence against protesters, killing us. And these idiots, they think that's how motivated they are. Here's the other thing. Do you think anybody would go out for Joe Biden like that, travel miles and miles and miles? I don't really understand what it is about this con man that has... Many of our fellow Americans, like it or not, ugh, I want to vomit when I say that, out there, off their goddamn gourds. But you know what it is? When I said that, as I was saying that, the answer came to me. It's simple. It's racism. They are racists. What am I talking about? I don't know why. They are racists. Of course. They feel emboldened. They feel free. As long as, and I've said this for years. What am I, why am I, why did I say that? I don't know what they're doing because it's so clear. I have said it for years. Republicans think they're free when they can call somebody the N-word. They think they're not free when somebody, you know, when they can't, when PC, PC, right? That's what that means. We don't need political correctness. They think they're free when they could go around when these white goddamn, these tiny little white men, they're not even men, that's an insult to men, they, they think they're free when they can act like a douchebag. That's their American birthright. And Twitler, he encourages that. And so does the oligarchy, because the, the more we're fighting amongst each other, the better they can steal. We're not fighting them. So you notice we're not talking about the, the coronavirus. That's the idea. Twitler is killing the American people. So over six million are sick. And these mother effing, disgusting, filthy, fascist bastards think that the problem with the coronavirus is that the American people aren't desperate enough. If only we were desperate enough to put ourselves at risk and get out there. Just get out there and die. If you die, oh well. If you bring it home, oh well. They need their buku bucks. You get it? You're nothing to them. That's why they sell you the whole mansion in heaven. But that's the entire thing of in this country. And honestly, I feel like 
we have to, maybe this is what we need. I've been saying it, break this effing country up. I've had enough of them. There is, they, there is no way. How are you gonna work with people who have no interest? They're not interested in democracy. They're not interested in having a functioning society that works for all. That's not their agenda. The dolt, the dolt, doltards, the dum-dums, the Trump cult, driving miles and miles to murder people, to hit them with bear spray, paintballs. The, that's the people inciting the riots. They're rioting. But, the, you know, they got the chief terrorist on their side. The effing con man who received fewer votes. And then on our side, we get kicked down. We get hippie punched by the goddamn corporate wing of the party that has more Republicans at their goddamn convention than they have anybody that really is worth a damn, that has any idea how to fix this thing. It's sickening. And they're out there pretending and pandering that they're, well, pretending that they're not in a goddamn gun battle. Mr. President, it's about time that you act presidential. Stop calling him Mr. President. Start fighting. Well, maybe it's too late. The politics of goddamn neoliberalism that got us into this boat aren't going to, it's not going to fix what's broken. We will not fix the neoliberal, the, the results of neoliberalism. Neoliberalism gives us fascism, and it's about greed. And that's why they tickle racist funny bones. It's easy, and these idiots fall for the oldest tricks in the book constantly. They never disappoint. In a functioning society... People would, what would we do? Would you, would you put on a mask to possibly save not just your life, maybe the life of your fellow American? That's a kind of community spirit. It's also why the Republicans, you know, they go after the post office. They go after anything that's decent and good. They're the ones inciting terrorism. They're the terrorists. They're there to fight with people. They don't want to have any kind of truth and reconciliation. Forget it. They can't function in democracy. That's why they would rather have their big, giant, orange grifter than have to share the same society with people who have darker pigment. It really comes down to that. They're not capable. So what do we do? And I know what Joe Biden wants to do. He's out there pretending, pandering, 
trying to get Republicans to vote for him. How many times do we got to go through this? This is the problem. Who cares? Nobody's... What, what you have to do... What? It doesn't seem like the Democratic Party understands this. The corporate, the corporatists. They don't seem to get that you got to give some... You got to give people something to vote for. And what really alarmed me yesterday listening to the people's convention is what what, what we already know many young people they're not going to vote for joe biden and you know what they'll do they'll stay home because what's in it for them they were they feel like oh well we'll survive we'll get through this twitler and i don't know what they think really All I kept hearing yesterday was the lesser of two evils is still evil. But, yeah, we're in big trouble. So, in this, and then I started to imagine, you know, because everybody knows I was for Bernie during the, the, during the primary. And not just because of Bernie. This is the other thing that the, uh, that the corporatists don't seem to understand The Trump cult is about Trump. And I know as hard as the the DLC Democrats tried, they tried to brand, well, they did it, you know, Bernie bros. They tried to brand Bernie supporters as a cult. Then it's the furthest thing from the truth. Bernie was promoting these policies. It wasn't about Bernie. It was never about Bernie. It was about the policies, and it still is, whether Bernie likes it or not or knows it or not. As you see, Bernie said, everybody go out and vote for Joe Biden. And still, many of his supporters, they're not going to vote for him. They feel betrayed that Bernie doesn't fight harder. That he always gets screwed and goes with the Democratic Party. It's the truth. They constantly kick down on him. And he still plays. Plays nice with them. So, okay. It's better. I guess when you look at it like that, because people say, why would you vote for the same, you know, just the same, just another, a kinder, gentler corporatism. That's why we're here. It's because I think of just those who will, who, uh, who suffer under the Republican, on the Republican fascist agenda. I'm thinking about the asylum seekers, those who want, you know, the dreamers. I'm thinking about the animals in the factory farms that they're part of this, too. I think about the hibernating bears that, wanna, that don't want to get shot by Donald Trump effing Jr. So that matters, but it's not enough. It's just... Joe Biden, I mean, it's really, really concerning. I mean, so we, here's the thing. They... 
the the fact that anybody looked at that convention, at that Republican convention, that shit show, that Nuremberg rally of lies, the blatant lies, that goes to show you how much they hate the American people. They hate us so much that they they understand how stupid the American people are. If the American people, if they had any respect for the American people, would they would they lie so blatantly to them? I mean, put aside the example of what they did making the American people eat shit, right? deregulating the murder lines in the slaughterhouses. That, that says it all right there. But put the lies, just, just with the lies. They're a, an entire party of sociopaths. The telltale sign of a sociopath is that they lie right to your face. They can have... You can walk in on your boyfriend or girlfriend in the midst of having sex and they'll tell you that you're seeing things. You don't know what you're seeing. And you'll say, what are you talking about? I see you right there. You're both naked. You're, you're, oh, no, no. They, that's the telltale sign because they, they, know that they're superior that, to you and that you'll buy any bullshit that they peddle. So that's the Republican Party. The entire party is a party of con men. Grifters, sociopaths, and and those who, I guess, feel... They, they, I guess they're such... They're so small that they need, you know, think about this. These racist assholes who are driving miles and miles with their filthy, ugly Trump flags hanging. Trump flags. Of all things. You don't even have a decent freaking somebody to look up to. He's not a decent cult leader. He's not even pretending you got a con man. You have a literal con man. This is the party that is so, supposedly, they are so astute that they can, they can find conspiracies under every rock, but they don't see the goddamn conspiracy right in front of their eyes. They're fine. They're fine with Twitter meeting with Putin without any record could you imagine? I'm sorry, there's a hair in my face. It's getting on my arm. That's what happens. Wait. Imagine if Obama met with Putin and didn't have any any notes, didn't allow anybody to see what or or record what was said. Would that ever happen? Now, imagine if Obama used taxpayer money they had him on on the phone. Imagine if Obama used taxpayer money to manipulate a foreign leader that was 
and the reason that the U- the reason Ukraine we were giving money to Ukraine is because we asked them to disarm nucle- their nuclear weapons and they did and we promised for your for your disarmament we will give you this money and we will protect you from your anti-democratic foreign adversary Putin but that's that doesn't go along with Twitler's plans so they needed the money because Ukraine had a long history of corruption in government and that's where it's going here where and the 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 Ukrainian people were they're just tired of it they were tired of having to go at, like to the DMV or whatever their equivalent is, and having to bribe people. This is what, everywhere you go. You want something done? You want your mail delivered? You got to bribe the postman. You want your your DMV? You want your license renewed? You got to bribe the DMV age. Everything was about bribes. So, of course, that went right up the chain of command, and the Ukrainian people elected this new president who was a uh, someone who played the president on television in a sh- in a very popular show but he was act well i don't know i hear that's what i hear about but he was actually trying to fulfill the promises of anti-corruption that's the corruption they were talking about and it imagine he- here comes the united states you know, the beacon of democracy. Freedom, mom and apple pie, making the world safe for democracy. Coming to Ukraine and, and not asking, but saying, oh, you know, forget this anti-corruption shit. Wait, wait, wait. We want you to be corrupt. We want you to not... You don't even have to have the investigation. Just announce it. We want the appearance of of an investigation. You don't need to even carry the investigation out. They just wanted to announce it so they could point to it and say, "Look. It's Joe Biden is corrupt." And yeah, you know what? We live in a world where the sons of powerful men get cushy jobs. Yeah, it's, it's, not, it's not ideal, of course. But this is, we have to fix it. This is the problem. But for, of course, the Republicans to point fingers um, at Hunter Biden and Joe Biden about nepotism and giving cushy jobs to unqualified heirs, give me an effing break. They have absolutely no leg to stand on, but they don't care. And the cult doesn't care. They're fine because the only reason, the reason they like their dumb Fuhrer is because he makes them feel free enough to say the n-word it really comes down to that that is it they want to be able to put people in their place put 
women in their place, gays in their place. They remember that they love the old days when they could talk about, you know, gays or, well, they would say the F word, of course, and bitches and without some PC, without having to give a shit. But here's the thing, and what I always say to them, you could be as ass. You could be an asshole. Be the be an asshole. Who gives a shit? You be as racist as you want to be, but that doesn't mean that we're not free to have a reaction to it. They just don't want the reaction. This is your. You know they're free. They're all about freedom, and rugged individualism and personal responsibility. Sure. Say the N-word. Be a racist asshole. Do it. But we're not supposed to have a reaction to it. That's what it is. They're tired of PC. They don't want to have to pull ahead. They don't give a shit. That's too much for them. So, of course, a mask, wearing a mask. Oh, you might... Save somebody's life. You might, oh, well, who cares? They're fucking going to die anyway. This is what they, remember the guy who was on our chat, the troll? What, 1% of people under age 45 die of coronavirus. I don't know. Somebody should look that up. I haven't looked it up. It's probably a lie. But that's what they say. That 1%. Oh, no, it's only 6 million dead. I mean, sick. Only 200,000 dead. We're doing just fine. They would have died anyway. Who, who cares if it was babies or... There are people that get the coronavirus that have absolutely no pre-existing conditions, and they die. And we also know why we don't know what's, hap- what's going to happen in the future. Now they're saying that just like the chickenpox virus, the coronavirus stays in your system and it could manifest as something else down the road and get ready for the filthy, disgusting insurance racket to not want to pay, you know, for your pre-existing condition. This is who the Republicans are. But all of that, every single one of these idiots riding with their their ugly Trump flags. Why do they have to be so big? That's the other thing. Why it's they're so they're they're so overcompensating. Really, they're not that hard to unpack. They're you know what I mean? Obviously they're overcompensating for their their blatant Blaring inadequacies. Absolutely. And these are people... Think about how pathetic they are. Pathetic little white whiners. Who... The the greatest thing that ever happened to them in life was being born white. That's their greatest accomplishment. So they're not letting go of that. Because if all things were equal, we would all really see how inadequate they are. So they need their privilege. They want it. They're, le- they're not letting go. That's why they love their dumb Fuhrer. 
And like I say all the time, that is why they are incapable of, have, of functioning in this country. So what are we going to do with them? They're terrorists. They want an autocrat. They don't give a shit about democracy. They never did. These are people, they were all, they were fine when George W. Bush, when the Supreme Court said, stop the vote count because it might harm George W. Bush. If he loses, he'll be hurt. He'll be but hurt. That's a, that's a statement that the Republicans love. Oh, what are you but hurt? They, because they're, they're but hurt but hurt. Of course it's homophobia, of course, right? So they're so they I mean imagine it's so pathetic. Live imagine being them. They got nothing. So they cling to the symbols. They cling to their whiteness, their privilege because they are inadequate. And the only way they can feel good is if they kick down on somebody else. That's how tiny they are. That's how sad they are. What about that? Now that it's reminding me, here's the sheriff. Oh my God, I heard this audio tape. The sheriff was having, here it is, Arkansas sheriff resigns over racist rant leaked in recording which I probably won't play because there's it's the n-word all over the place here he is here's the great super master race guy I'm not racist says Arkansas sheriff who used the n-word nine times because his girlfriend spoke to a black guy well because he's inadequate Imagine being that little, that small, that fearful, that you can't even have a casual conversation. You can't allow your girlfriend. How dare you? You bald asshole. Arkansas County Sheriff Todd Wright has resigned after the circulation of a five-minute audio recording in which he called a black employee at a local Piggly Wiggly grocery store an effing black ass N-word and accused a female friend of his, well, his girlfriend, I, I thought, of being an N-word lover. No, it's not the year 2020 for them. It's still 1863. Wright seemed to find it personally humiliating that his girlfriend would dare talk to a black man in his presence. Holy sh... And how, how much do you have to hate yourself, girlfriend, to be the girlfriend of that? Wright seemed to find it... Oh, yes, I, I just read that. Um, oh, yes, let's just read it. Wright seemed to find it personally humiliating that his girlfriend would dare talk to a black man in his presence and worried what others would think of him if they saw it occurring. How about they wouldn't fucking think of you? Who cares? 
Does it even, would it even cross your mind twice? No. Unless you're a tiny little fearful asshole who can't imagine living in a world with anybody who's not like him. And God help us if we have a country like him. We don't want to live in a world with him. But he feels free now. Because he's got a Twitler in the White House and a racist-ass party. The Republican Party that is the single largest threat to humanity. I didn't say it. it that was Noam Chomsky. The Republican Party is the greatest threat to the human race. Absolutely. All over the world, there are right-wing or conservative parties, conservative political parties in every country. None of them deny climate change. None of them call the coronavirus a hoax. None of them are as low and disgusting as, our, as the Republicans who we have to contend with and who Joe Biden is, he's perfectly happy, welcoming, or trying to get their vote. Hey, I could work with them. I could work with the single greatest threat to life on the planet. Let's meet halfway in a country where 80% are living check to check. Look, I'm not a socialist. That pissed me off. There he goes again. I ain't a socialist. I ain't a plutocrat. I'm a Democrat. Well, explain it. That means what? Doesn't mean anything to me. Will that get people off the couch and vote? I mean, I'm voting against Twitler. Yes. That's not good enough, though. We definitely need something to vote for. Despite using the N-word nine times in the recording, Wright has said that he's not racist. They, they all say that. David Duke says that. The Nazis said that. I'm not just saying that. That's the truth. They said they weren't racist. They're just, they just love Germany. They love their country. Like these, one, these idiots. That's all they have. Imagine you got nothing. So you were born white. Congratulations. You got nothing. So you w wave a flag of someone who is a con man. How much do you have to hate yourself? You got to hate yourself somewhere in there. Get help. Get effing help. Why must they continuously inflict, inflict their manias on decent society? They've been doing it since we goddamn separated. Well, since we crawled out of the goddamn primordial ooze. We've had these right wingers. We've had to contend with them. Don't play nice with them. God damn it. They're the threat. Oh, look at this video. Oh, this is abused animals. I can't handle it. Son of a bitch. Just so happens that there's a video of animals. Probably because I look up animals. 
because I do a lot of work with animals. And I don't mean Trumpanzies. I wouldn't work with that. I mean, come on. They're barely tolerable. Ugh. Right? Initially, here, are, here, let me see. Hold on. Despite using the N-word time, uh, nine times in the recording, Wright has said he's not a racist. Much like Thomas, well, Tom Eckerly, how do you pronounce that? Eckerly? I guess so. Uh, the former Michigan County Road Commissioner who repeatedly used the N-word to describe Black Lives Matter protesters. These people. See, well, they want a functioning society? This is who the Republican Party, they really, I mean, honestly, they're kind of, when you think about it, this is how much the Republicans hate America. And they hate you and the American people. They hate the people that they incite to violence. Because we have this, I have to skip this ad, I can't watch this. I also support the Humane Society, so. But they have, um, it's like malpractice. Oh, here comes the fucking ad again. What, you know what I mean? I don't need this. I don't want to see shivering puppies right now. Or kittens or horses starved by some goddamn Trump and Z. You know it. I'm looking at, huh, of course, everybody. This is you. Where are you? Oh, thank you. Thank you, Shannon, for your super chat. Thank you, Jim, for your super chat. And thank you, Anthony, for your super chat. I cannot do it without you. And thank you for all of the patrons. Where am I? Where? Where is the... Where the heck is the freaking article I was reading? Oh, here it is. Hold on. I'm not a racist. Despite using the... Oh, yes. Okay. Wright initially refused to resign, stating on Facebook, to all I have offended or hurt. I send my sincere apologies and will pray for my enemies. Yeah, right. Your enemies? What a sick bastard. And he became a cop. Now, what do you think he does when he pulls over somebody who has darker pigment? This fucking, I mean, I'm sorry. I'm, not, I'm trying not to curse. This lit, this tiny person who is really not capable. He isn't capable of functioning in a democratic society. That's the bottom line. He's not born in the right time. He should have been born in the goddamn 1600s. You know it. He'd be declaring his love for the king. Oh, he'd be great. However, he agreed to resign after a unanimous vote by court leaders. Before offering his resignation, he cried and said he's not racist. And added that his words came out during a heated moment? It's heated moment. What, what heats a moment? Like you, someone talking to a, a guy with darker pigment. What a heated moment. 
How did you stand it? Oh, the humanity. The court agreed to pay him a month in salary so he could start looking for a new job. Another officer will take over right to duties during his final month. Who cares? Overseeing a county which is 25% black. Well, we should all go through all of his arrests. Everything that he put his, his racist name on. I would be doing that if I was a lawyer. Here's another one. I'm not racist, says Republican politician who repeatedly uses the N-word to discuss Black Lives Matter. Look at him. Well, that's a shining example of, of Caucasian superiority, if I ever saw one. Tom Eckerly, Eckerl, Eckerl, I don't know, Tom, Tom Eckerly, I guess Eckerly, a Republican road commissioner for Liano County, Michigan, is reportedly resigning after political pressure for repeatedly using the N-word. What year is this? Jesus Christ. Here's the problem. I, uh, and he, it's not the problem. We know what's so sad about these people is that when they finally do step off this mortal coil, Earth will be better off. They, the Earth, Mother Earth herself, will breathe a sigh of relief. Because what do they do? What do they add to this country? What do they do? I mean, this is a country of... 320 million, or 20, I think it's 30, whatever, diverse people. We're on the verge of being a minority-majority nation, and God damn it, I can't wait. But that's where they live. They supposedly love America. What do you love about it? That's why I say this is cognitive dissonance. This is manias. Inflicting your manias out. You must not love America because you hate just about everybody in it. How could you love America? What do you love? They're confused. They're not, they don't love America. They're confused by America. They, I don't get it. Get help. What do you think? What is normal about being a racist? It's the stupidest thing. Well, and we know, studies show, people who are racist have lower IQs. Hey, I didn't make the study. That's the truth. Of course they do. Because they look at somebody with darker pigment and say, what, don't talk to that person? I mean, give me a break. There is no difference. There's no uh, black race and white race. There is a human race. Some people have darker pigment. Some people look like me, a goddamn Casper the Friendly Ghost. Some people wear, have stupid ruddy cheeks like this guy. And look like, I don't know, I'm sure he's probably, how old is he? He looks really shitty. I'm sure he's not He's, he's like probably 42, and he, he looks about 80. 
That's what hate does. But, you know, it's like saying, oh, I don't like orange cats. I don't like black cats. I don't like... It's stupid. It's a distinction without a difference. If you were dying, you needed somebody's kidney. As long as it's a match, of course. It has nothing to do with race. It has nothing to do with the skin color. You can get a transfusion from someone... People have all different pigments. Because we are human beings, you freak. God, and all of the country's ills really can be boiled down to our inability to grapple with our racist history and our racist assholes who have always held us down. And now we got a goddamn racist in chief in the White House. And all of his flying monkeys out there emboldened. Look at this guy. That's your master race right there. N-word, N-word, N-word. He's got to say the N-word. Because he makes him feel better. About his pathetic, pointless life. Of nothing. Where he's done nothing for anybody. Little selfish, tiny little world. Adding ugliness to the world. Never, never evolving. You know, that's his right as an American. To never, ever go out of his way to learn anything. To learn about other cultures or people or, you know, that's, nah, he's fine. Being a small little idiot with his idiot friends and all, you know they're Trumpanzees and they're all sitting around going N-word, N-word, N-word. When they're the, they're the N-words, goddammit. Ain't no N-word like a goddamn useless idiot of a tax-cheating, draft-dodging con man. What a bunch of dum-dums. Stupid, incited, to get in their cars and fla- and wi- wave their flags that say Trump? Are you serious? That's what I said. How much do you have to hate yourself? To wave a flag that says, has a name of a con man on it. My God. You... You got to hate yourself a lot. Well, it's not that, though. Here it is. Here it is again. Here's the truth coming. It's about racism. Trump doesn't matter that he's a con man. It doesn't matter that he's a draft dodger and a tax cheat and a sexual predator and a serial bankrupt and a on and on. Someone who um, doesn't pay his bills, who harasses low-income tenants, who is the single biggest loser when it comes to um, American taxpayers. He will, he's the one. He lost. How, how do you lose? What do you lose? Over a billion dollars? Because he's, he's playing with funny money. That's everybody else's money. He's got no concept of money. 
He just wants you to suck his ass. And here comes Tom Eckerly, because he's such a tiny little nothing. And the dum-dum, the, the fascist-in-chief, makes him feel like a man, makes him feel like he's somebody because he can say the N-word. See, look, our so-called president, he's just like me. He can say the N-word too. He gives me permission to be as small, to never evolve, to hate my fellow Americans. And I could go around calling myself uh, a great American. I, I could say I love America, clinging to all the symbols. I got eagles all up, up my ass. He's got eagles everywhere. He has zero, I mean, really, zero idea what it means to be an American, what it means to be a patriot. And there you go. That's why I'm, when I listen to somebody like Joe Biden, give me a break. Joe Biden, well, I guess we're asking somebody to be something that he's not. That's why, whatever, let's, uh, fingers crossed. You know what I mean? You got to fight. Fight. We're on the right side of his. What is he? He's pandering. I'm not a socialist. He's because he's trying to get Republican votes. What is it? What are you talking about? It's the same thing when, you know, they ask Hillary, are you a socialist? What's the difference between a Democratic, a Dem- the Democrats, uh, whatever. What's the difference between a Democrat and a socialist? All I know is I'm not one of them. Well, what's the difference? What are you for? It's ridiculous. This is a country. Guess what? If you fight, you will get people to vote for you. People want to vote for a fighter. They want to vote for somebody who fights with the moral high ground because they have the moral high ground. You don't apologize for being right, but whatever. What do I know? I've only uh, got my little podcast asking people to become a patron. What the hell do I know? Oh, my God. Thank you, Stephen Lee, for your super chat. That's all I can say. Your super chat. Look at your super chat right there. I can see it. Look at Shannon's little... Emoji flying super chat. And Jim and Anthony and Stephen Lee. Thank you. That's how we're going to keep going. We need about a thousand more patrons so we can have a goddamn daily show so we can fight these fascists. I don't know. Maybe you don't want to fight fascism. I have no idea. I'm only one person. But what can you do? Let's see. Before a meeting of the Road Commission started... Wait, 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 wait. Before a meeting of the Road Commission started last Tuesday, Eckerly was asked by a commission member why he wasn't wearing a mask. Well, he responded, Well, this whole thing is because of them N-words down in Detroit. He says this in a commission meeting. You scum. 
when Bob Joyce, the commission's chair, told Eckerly he, he couldn't say that, Eckerly said, I could say anything I want. Black Lives Matter have everything to do with taking the country away from us. Yeah, who's us? Who's us? You bitch. You dumb dumb. We want to take it away from you, that's for sure. Because you're unfit and you need help. And go rest. Go sit in your chair and pretend it's 1863. Fly your stupid eagle flag. But put eagles on everything. Say these colors don't run. Like an idiot. What an idiot. What a bunch of idiots. And that's why the Republicans, they hate them. I pity them. I mean, well, I don't. I can't stand them really. But I feel bad for them. They have to spend their limited lifespan. Imagine this is what you do. With your limited lifespan, we only have this life. There will be no mansion in heaven, I hate to tell you. I don't know what happens when you're dead, but I'm not betting on a mansion. It's amazing. But they spend their limited lifespan being a bunch of douchebags. Doing nothing, flying a flag that they don't know the meaning of. They think they know. What is the meaning of the flag? You think it's racism? You think it's hating on your fellow Americans because they have darker pigment? How stupid are you? If they had any interest in having a country that works for all, if they had any interest in America... If they had any business waving that flag, they would understand that if, or if we want to move forward in this country, we have to move forward together. We have to be able to talk about our racist-ass history and not, I don't know, give somebody like Bob Eckerly power. But he's emboldened, you see. Because this, the con man and the Republicans, that's what they do. This is why they hate this country and they hate the people. Because if they really love the people, what do you do with people you love? Do you make them angry? Do you tickle their racist funny bones? Do you make them spend their limited lifespan being a bunch of angry assholes on the wrong side of history it's malpractice you're manipulating people that's what they're doing they're manipulating these easily led morons like a ring through their nose they all they got to do is pull on that racist cord and these morons they go right along like a bull with the ring through his nose and they reel these suckers in. Meantime, they could take all the money. They could take all the power. They pass a tax break. Break. A tax scam. That, that, <laughs> that makes it so the rich get richer. 
in a country that is already is already marked by the gap between rich and poor is the greatest in the Western democratic world. If this is even a democracy, it's not. And these idiots. I mean, how's that uh, write-off for private private jets working for you, Tom Eckerly? You think that a a bunch of people that care about the forgotten man and woman will look at the landscape that is where the American people are living check to check and say this place needs a goddamn write-off for pub for for private jets. You know what we're missing here? You know what's not working? The American people are on going on GoFundMe begging for health care, but we need a write-off for private jets. And here comes Tom Eckerly and the other asshole and all of his, all the rest of them. What's this guy's name? Sheriff Todd Wright. Here they come, the legion of racist idiots. Like a bunch of goddamn sheep. Oh, they think they're so tough and free. Oh, sure they do. They're free to say the N-word. Go right ahead amongst each other. You know, how many times could you imagine being a fly on the wall in one of those caravan cars? What are they talking about? Making the world a better place? What are they going to do about climate change? What are they going to do about this income disparity? What are they going to do to ensure that everyone has health care? No. They're saying, oh, these libs, I'm going to drink some liberal tears. Oh, and I can't wait to spray these people with uh, some bear spray. Because I love America. You see, I'm a real American. I'm a free American. American. Not that I know what that means. What does it mean to be an American? I mean, all I know is it's freedom. Freedom to say the N-word. Freedom to vote for a con man who lets me say the N-word. Freedom to hate on N-words. Freedom. That's what it means. I'm free. Freedom to eat meat. Eat a bunch of meat. Meat. Exactly. Meat. America's meat. Free. We won't let Kamala Harris. We're not going to let Joe Biden and Kamala Harris cut America's meat. You're damn right. I'm going to eat that meat. I'm going to eat that meat. Exactly. Because I'm a free American. I'm going to eat that meat. I'm going to shove a bunch of shit in my mouth. I'm not thinking about anything. That's why America's the most, is the fattest country on earth. Because we got a lot of shit here to eat. Because they keep peddling, they keep shoveling that shit. And we keep eating it. 
as long as I can be a free American who says the N-word and doesn't wear a mask. That's it. I'm free. Am I free? I can't wear a mask. How dare you expect me to have a community spirit? That's not America. I'm supposed to. America was founded by racists. I'm supposed to. That's America. What kind of world is this if we all have what? Universal health care. If we all care for each other. I mean, who wants to be our brother's keeper if our brother has darker pigment? What kind of country is this? It's the greatest country on earth. Except only when people know their place. Thank God we got Donald effing Trump in there to make us be America. Oh, we love each other. No, he no, he does all those. He gives that good, good talking. He makes some good words come out of his mouth. He says, oh, we love each other in one breath while he gives us permission in the other to be racist. Uh, it's funny, though. Well, not funny. How here they go. This is ignorant. This is ignorant. The oldest tricks in the book. That's what's so tedious about them. They fall for the oldest tricks in the book. That's why the game never changes. The autocrat never has to come up with an alternative plan. The suckers are born every minute. And they'll fall right in line. This is why. Oh, I remember. Oh, shit. I was at that. Freaking Minds event, the Minds event, M-I-N-D-S, and there was a bunch of right-wingers there. I was one of the only normal people, a bunch. Well, there were some others, but like Jeff Waldorf was there. And they asked the question about how do you, somebody asked, how do you stop fascism and authoritarianism this is what someone said in the audience and i said i said oh well, you know i'll answer that or whatever and i said you have to start from when people are young you have to teach them that about republics and how a republic is not a guarantee you have to educate the american people on what it means how you cultivate a republic how you, how it could be easily lost, and how autocrats overthrow republics. And what's her freaking face? Lauren Chen said the, uh, there was there were many more abnormal people than normal people at this event. It was a conservative or conservative event, and she said. I, I, I was so confused because she said, I don't want, I'm trying to remember how she put it. I don't want people to, the, t the tyranny of democracy, I don't want people to vote on my freedoms. And of course the whole the whole bunch of Trump bandsies started applauding, and I I didn't have a chance to respond. And I was, 
was like, who the hell said anything about voting on your freedoms? That's why we have a constitutionally limited democratic republic. It's supposed to save us. The Constitution saves us from the tyranny of the mob. You're not supposed to be able to put to a vote someone's rights or make laws, bills of attainder, where, like in, in, in England or in other countries, where they would write a law to target a person specifically, which is fucked up, but that happened and still happens. And uh, so I just thought, but they're, but the Republicans. Republicans, that's what they do. They put your rights on a ballot. They'll put my right, they'll put a thing on a ballot saying, should uh, gays be able to have a, a legal marriage contract? Of course they don't say it like that. They do things like that. They put bills, they put referendums on things that are specifically designed to put your freedoms and your rights up for a vote of the tyranny of the mob. And this is why the Republicans, they have, they're confused. They're confused about America. They don't really love America. You understand? They think they do. They love what if whatever it does to them to be an Amer- to feel like an American, to fly a flag. They get something out of it, but it's like another cult to them. Normal people, you know, progressives, we don't have to fly flags and put eagles on everything. Because we are capable of functioning in a free democratic society. We want a country. We want this country to live up to the founding principles that the hypocritical founding fathers wrote in our founding documents. Regardless of their inability to live up to it, we can. We can try at least. If we get, shake these goddamn albatrosses off our neck. But they that's it. They really... They don't really understand what it means to be an American. That's why they have to wave flags and wear ugly flag shirts and wear flag hats and put giant flags everywhere. What does it mean? They, this like these right-wingers. I'm not a racist. You're not a racist. It's, you can't, you see how sick it is? These people are sick. That's why they always say, oh, liberalism is a mental disorder. Meanwhile, we have, there are, There's peer-reviewed scientific studies on conservatism, how sick these people are, how racist they are, how attached to hierarchy they are, how fear-based they are. 
It's a mental disorder. No, nothing is a, more mental than thinking a tax-cheating, draft-dodging, dictator-envying con man is your savior. Mental. That's mental. That is not real. It's your something wrong with you. And we know what it is. It's racism. Let's look here. Trump supporters are racist. Because we all heard how they're economically... It was the white working class were economically um, insecure. But it's really racism. And then they did studies on it. And it found, they found, oh, guess what? Surprise, they're racists. Let's see, white... Working class. Ah, la, 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 la. Yep, here we go. Washington Post. Let me take a drink of my coffee. Because I'm a great American. Here's to America. I'm... Meat. Oh, I don't want to eat. I don't... Eat meat. All right. I don't eat any meat. But I'm a great American. I can function with other people that have darker pigment. You know, if my girlfriend, oh, well, I know you hate that. If, well, I don't have a girlfriend now, but if I had a girlfriend and she was talking to someone who had darker pigment, guess what? I wouldn't even think about it. That's called freedom. I'd say, oh, you ready to leave the store now? Let's go to our other other adventures in this great American country of ours. I wouldn't be like, N-word, N-word, N-word. Who are you talking to? N-word, N-word, N-word. That's a real wonderful person there, right? Someone who you really want to spend your life with. Jesus Christ, these people. Unbelievable. I'm a great American because I don't really, you know, I don't have, that's freedom though. You know what I mean? I'm free because I don't really think about it. (laughs) If somebody was talking to somebody with darker pigment, I wouldn't think twice about it. That's called freedom. Uh, um, mm. Exactly. Put that in your pipe, in your corn cob pipe, and smoke it. That's freedom. They're not free. These people aren't free. They're in bondage. They're so wrapped up in bondage. They're in, they are weighed down with their ignorance and hate. So here, white Trump voters are richer than they appear. Oh, wait, that's not the right one. Let's see. Here we go. That's not the right article. Where is it? Another study. Oh, here we go. This is probably it. 
Time to kill the zombie argument. Another study show shows that Trump won because of racial anxieties, not economic distress. By Mehdi Hassan from The Intercept. Three previous studies found a link between cultural anxiety and Trump voters. Now a fourth from the voter study group finds the same connections. Do you remember economic anxiety, the catch-all phrase relied on by politicians and pundits to try to explain the seemingly inexplicable, the election of Donald J. Trump, Twitter, in other words, in November of 2016, a, a term deployed by the left and right alike to try to account for the fact that white working-class Americans voted for a Republican billionaire, he writes, and I contend Trump is not a billionaire. Okay, this is an aside. He's not a billionaire. He's not. He, w- he never was. He just pretended it. In fact, when he got on the Forbes list, he did that illegitimately, and then Forbes said that, um, what happened? Let me just, Forbes, he faked his way on, and then Forbes had to retract it. Donald Trump fake list. Let's see what comes up. Yes, why we took Trump off the Forbes 400. Everything is a lie with with Twitter. So Donald Trump listed 1.2 billion of losses on his tax filings from 1985 to 1994, according to a blockbuster report released by the New York Times. Those were high-flying years for Trump. Than a young, brash businessman getting more headlines per square foot than any other developer. In 1985, Trump appeared by himself on the, Forge, on the Forbes 400 list of America's richest people for the first time after inventing a fake persona to lie about a transfer, a transfer of wealth from his father. Forbes fell for the ruse taking Fred Trump off the list and listing Donald alone. But five years later, we published an explosive story uncovering the trouble brewing inside Trump's empire. Leaning on non-public documents, Forbes writers Richard L. Stern and John Connolly identified the same sort of profitability problems that are still making headlines 29 years later. Forbes took Donald Trump off its list for the first time that year, explaining that a decline in Atlantic City gaming revenues, unmasking of misstated asset values, declining real estate values, and massive debt put Donald Trump within hailing distance of zero. Here, Forbes republishes the 1990 story, putting it online, blah, blah, blah. He's a, he's a filthy liar. It's all about the ruse. And I told you guys that story about that, well, the woman, one of the women, I haven't had my hair cut in a while, but she cuts my hair and told me, well, because I live in New York, and we were talking about Twitter or whatever, and she told me that her, another person who she cuts her hair as well, she... Said she works for a big charity that 
I don't I don't remember what it was like. One of the big ones, and you've heard of it, if I remember, you know, like UNICEF or something, a big charity that a lot of rich people donate to. And every year they have a big dinner for their top donors. And then at the end of the dinner, they take a commemorative photo. Donald Trump was not not a donor. And somehow he weaseled his way into this dinner. And then at the end of the dinner, when they were taking the photo, guess who got up on stage? Twitler. And what are they going to do? What's the photographer going to do? Excuse me? You're not, you didn't, I mean, not that he even knew. But the people who work there knew, and then they feel funny going over to him. That's how he gets away with it. Because people, they're just, they want to avoid conflict. That's who he is. A grifter and a con man. And that's why, you understand, it doesn't matter for the Republican, the Republicans who will vote for him. The Trump cult, they don't care what he is. They know what he is. As long as he gives them permission to be as racist and ugly as they are, and never change, never evolve, they're fine. Be as ugly, be, be, be a con man, be a grifter. That's America. That's what they think America is. And thank you, Shannon. Another super chat. Oh my God. Wait, uh oh. My audio almost went out. What's going on here? Thank you, Shannon. These super chats mean a lot they keep the show going also patrons more the more patrons the better we need about a thousand patrons we got a long way to go at the rate we're going we will have a daily show on the first of never that's okay maybe we won't even have a country by then who knows maybe i would have dropped dead from stress by then I hope I just drop dead. You know what I mean? I don't want to linger. I just want to go. That'll be good. Anyway, who wants to talk about that? Who cares? All right. Where are we? Back to the article about... Where is it? God damn it. Damn, 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 damn. I can't find it. Oh, here it is. About the... The real reason the Trump Anzies love their dumb Fuhrer. Okay. The thesis is as follows. Working class voters, especially in key Rust Belt, which you guys know my feelings about that, st- that term, the Rust Belt, that's a disgrace. That we even have... What's, p- kids, young people, they don't understand... What's that? The Rust Belt? They think it's, oh, it must be a lot of rusty mountains. You know, like the Emerald Isle. Must be uh, just some rusty looking, uh, I don't know, sand. They They have rusty dirt. No, it's because it used to be called the Manufacturing Belt. And in my lifetime, it turned into the Rust Belt. That's a disgrace that we allowed that to happen. And the fact... Not we. The neoliberal effers. The fact that we just go and call it the Rust Belt and go on with our business 
like nothing goes to show you that's why we have a twitler hello hello somebody Okay, the thesis is as follows. Working class voters, especially in key Rust Belt swing states, rose up in opposition to the party in the White House to punish them for outsourcing their jobs and stagnation of their wages. Those left-behind voters threw their weight behind a populist... Bullshit. Blue-collar billionaire, which is another... who railed against free trade and globalization. Everyone from Fox News host Jesse Waters to socialist Senator Bernie Sanders has pushed this whole economic anxiety shtick, but it's a complete and utter myth. As I pointed out in April 2017, referencing both pre-election surveys and exit poll data, the election of Trump had much less to do with economic anxiety or distress and much more to do with cultural anxiety and racial resentment. And there you go. This is me talking, not the article. That's why Twitler is burning this country down. The more we... His racially easily led morons, he's hoping to pull another rabbit out of a hat. The more that they have their racist funny bones tickled and the more that they will come out and vote for Twitler. And they're not going to talk about, they don't want to talk about the six million sick, the 200,000 dead and counting. Well, we're almost at 200. By the time, in a couple of weeks, it'll be 200. Don't worry. He's working on it. When they a thousand dead a day, that's what Republicans call a good start. And forget it. Wait till, <laughs> wait till the the Republican Great Depression kicks in to full gear. It's only the first month. People don't have the extra six hundred dollars. The ten, the ten percent unemployment over ten percent and more. People declaring or signing up for unemployment, losing their jobs, permanent job loss. This is not a drill. Here we go. Oh, God help us. Well, not God, but you know what I mean. Namiho Ringiko. Everyone from Fox. Oh, yeah, well, I said that already. Uh, as I pointed out, in April 2017 article referencing both the pre-election survey and the exit poll data, the election of Trump had much less to do with economic anxiety or distress and much more to do with cultural anxiety and racial resentment. Anyone who bothers to examine the empirical evidence, or for that matter, listens to Trump slamming black athletes as sons of bitches or Elizabeth Warren as Pocahontas in front of a cheering crowd is well aware of the source of his appeal. Exactly. The problem, however, with trying to repeatedly rebut all of the talk of economic anxiety is that it's a zombie argument. As Paul Krugman observed, these are arguments that have been proven wrong, that have proved, wait, 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 that have been proved wrong, should be dead, uh, but keep shambling along because they serve a political purpose. Or as the science writer Ben Goldacre says, 
arguments that survive to be raised again for eternity, no matter how many times they are shot down. Well, that's, isn't that the whole Republican ideology? Republican? Trickle down. The laugher curve. All of this shit. How many times? How much longer? Do we have to take it? Will we take it? To be clear, economic anxiety has been shot down repeatedly by the experts over the past 18 months. Four damning studies in particular stand out from the rest. The first appeared in May 2017 after a month, a month after I wrote my original piece when the Atlantic Magazine and Public Religion Research Institute, or PRRI, published the results of a joint analysis of post-election survey data. Did poor white working class voters back Trump in, in their droves? Was it the economy, stupid? Nope. The PRRI analysis of more than 3,000 voters summarized that, summarized the Atlantic's Ember Green, summarize, whatever, whatever, suggests financially troubled voters in the white working class were more likely to prefer Clinton over Trump. Got that? Hillary Clinton over Trump. Meanwhile, partisan affiliation aside, it was cultural anxiety, feeling like a stranger in America, supporting the deportation of immigrants, and hesitating about educational investment that best predicted support for Trump. Exactly. Remember what I said about our racist-ass education system? Funding our education through property taxes? What kind of shit is that? It's a broken system. And every time I hear on the new on the corporate media or whatever, they say, Well, what about kids going back to school with coronavirus? Gonna bring coronavirus well, it's gonna kill them, kill some of them and kill their families. Won't that be great? But they say, well, it's all well and good for the good schools. But what about the poor schools, the bad schools? What kind of shit is this? And without a hint of irony, they say it. And they think they're being, they're being, um, you know, inclusive. They're caring. They're being, they're bringing the common man and woman into the conversation by saying, what about the bad schools, the ones, the underprivileged schools? What the F kind of shit is that? What kind of country has schools that suck? Right? You think if you went to Holland, if you went to New Zealand, if you went to wherever, Norway, pick picket in all of the happiest countries on earth the socialist the democratic socialist countries there's not good schools and bad schools there might be good kids bad kids or bad students or whatever but we have set up a system because of racism that's why funding schools through property taxes is a racist policy it always has been. They knew it back when it started. Why don't they ever talk about it on corporate media? Good schools and bad schools? 
What are you talking about? And they think they're being, I don't know, progressive. I'm bringing, I'm talking about the forgotten man and woman. No, you're not. Because you're not bringing up the, the, the broken system, the racist system. And this is how I hope, you know, when the neoliberal Joe Biden gets into the office, I hope we could stop the bleeding. But how we're going to push him? How we're going to push these DLC corporate Democrats? We're going to shame them. Constantly, there we got to get to the point where they propose policies like this. They are called out for the racist assholes that they are. How dare you? How dare you bring a policy that keeps this broken racist system intact? All for your your friends, your friends at the top, who. They love it. That's it. They love it. They hide behind their gated communities. And, well, we've got to keep pushing. That's how we're going to push them. We'll have to get it to the point where, and also this is why on the show you know, I we talk about reclaiming the mantle of patriotism, reclaiming it because it's ours. We're the patriots, progressives, normal people, e pluribus unum. We're in it together. We're not dum-dums that hide behind stupid eagle, ugly eagle shirts. We understand we're capable of living with people who have darker pigment, lighter pigment, different pigment, different kinds of whatever, culture. It's interesting to live in a community. I live in the most culturally diverse neighborhood in the country. Well, guess what? We're all able to live together. And it's interesting. It's vibrant. You get to meet different people, eat different food, learn about this big, wide world. But not, I mean, Republicans. How small? How how pathetic? Like a friggin' sheriff? How dare you talk to an N-word? What do you talk about? Who wants to talk to you? Why would anybody want to talk to him? What's he got? What does he say? Nothing. Stupidity. Jesus Christ, you want to talk to him? Bring a book because he ain't interesting. So, Back to the article in The Intercept, written by Mehdi Hassan. All right. To be clear, economic anxiety has been shot down repeatedly by the experts over the past 18 months. Okay, let's keep going. I think I read that already. Did poor white working class voters back Trump in their droves? Was it the economy? Stupid. 
Nope. The PRRI analysis. Did I read this already now that I'm saying this? Summarized at the, by the, yes, I did. Okay. In fact, according to survey data, white working class voters who expressed fears of cultural displacement were three and a half times more likely to vote for Trump than those who didn't share those fears. Surprise. Second, in January 2018, a study by three Amherst political scientists, Brian Schaffner, Matthew McWilliams, and Taishi Nati, uh, maybe the and uh, Tete asked, "What caused whites without college degrees to provide substantially more support to Twitler than whites with college degrees?" Here's their answer based on a survey of over, well, 5,500 American adults. We find that racism and sexism attitudes were strongly associated with vote, vote choice in 2016. Even after accounting for partisanship, ideology, and other standard factors, these factors were more important in 2016 than in 2012, suggesting that the explicitly racial and gendered rhetoric of the 2016 campaign served to activate these attitudes in the minds of many voters. Indeed, attitudes towards racism and sexism account for about two-thirds of the education vote gap uh, uh, the education gap in the choice of 2016, in 2016. Racism and sexism? Who'd have guessed? Third, in April 2018, Stanford University political scientist Diana Muntz published a study in the Proceedings of the National Academy of Sciences that observed how, quote, living in an area with a high median income positively predicted Republican vote choice to a greater extent in 2016, which is precisely the opposite of, one, of what one would expect based on this left-behind thesis. Muntz found no evidence that a decline in income or a worsening personal financial situation drove working-class voters into the welcoming arms of the billionaire property mogul. He keeps saying billionaire, but we know he's a that's bullshit. And there you go. Even in an article that exposes the bullshit, we get bullshit about Trump's origin story. He's not. It's like he might as well be saying Trump took a million dollar loan from his daddy and he paid it back. When we know it's all bullshit. He's not a billionaire. All he had to say is the purported billionaire or the alleged billionaire or the self-described billionaire. He's not a billionaire. No billionaire has to pay off a porn star in installments. Okay? No billionaire. They would just pay the porn star off and call it a day. You don't have to make installment payments. Jesus Christ. Let's see the tax returns. That's why he's not showing them. If he was a billionaire, what do you think? We would see it. Well, you just have to take his word for it. 
That's what he says. Oh, you're it's so amazing. You 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 when you see my tax returns, oh my god, you're gonna orgasm. It's just you're just gonna please. He's full of shit. Yeah, because we're all so impressed by you. What a tiny, tiny, ugly person. Who, who, who would ever think that somebody that ugly, I'm not, I'm not talking about his ugly, greasy, orange face and ugly, disgusting, dotard, ugh, carcass that he calls a body. I'm talking about his in insides. His ugliness. He is ugly straight to the goddamn root of his DNA. There is nothing redeeming about him. Greasy, not just greasy, I mean, metaphorically, scummy. If this was a functioning, if this was a just society, what would happen? We would march him to the border and say, good luck. Go out in the woods. If this was the whatever, the time that Republicans want to all drag us back to, we'd take them to the edge of the town and say, go, get out. We'd shun this effort. Go have good luck living off the fat of the land. So, back to the article. So, let's see. Months found no evidence that a decline in income or worsening personal financial situation drove working-class voters into the welcoming arms of the billionaire property mogul, nor did a decline in manufacturing or employment in the area where Trump voters lived. So, what did she conclude? She writes, In this election, education represented group status threat rather than being left behind economically. Those who felt that the hierarchy was being upended, with whites discriminated against, and more than blacks, Christians discriminated against, more than Muslims, and men discriminated against more than women. These were most likely to support Trump. You see, they're the victims. Doesn't matter. In fact, here, listen to this. Here's an, um, here, where is it? Here's a Trump and Z. He walks over to a reporter. Let's see. Trump supporter threatens... Yeah, he threatens a reporter. Could you imagine being this person? Here we go. The, the um, let's see, the background. A man approached a local news reporter outside Twitler's New Hampshire rally and launched into an angry tirade that included telling him, you mother effers are going to pay. Someone is going to bomb you. It might even be tonight. The, you know, the fourth estate. This is what they're doing. These great Americans who love, they love the Constitution. 
They love pointing to the Constitution and saying, um, get your government hands off my Medicare. Not knowing what the hell. They, they, this is what I'm saying. What the hell? Why? What the hell, DLC Democrats? Why? Why are you pandering to these people? For Christmas in hell? What? All right, where am I? Okay, prior to a rally in Manchester, a man approached New 7 Boston's Alex DiPrato in full view of the news camera and began harassing him about an incident in which Rand Paul was threatened and accosted by a large crowd. Why is this even... He wasn't threatened. They followed him and said, said, say her name. Say Brianna Taylor's name. And then he ran to Fox News camera. We did this the other day on the show. Going, I would have had my head kicked in. But let's play the video. Oh, shut the heck up. What a useless human being this person is. Rand Paul. Rand Paul. There's somebody, right, that's capable of functioning in a democratic society. Some big lumbering douchebag who comes over without a mask, of course, breathing his coronavirus air on everyone. Acting like an asshole. Who gave him permission to act like an asshole? You know who? Twitler. That's his right as an American. He's being discriminated against. Big, ugly, lumbering, white assholes are being, they're being discriminated against. They don't like it when people get mad at them. for They don't, they want to say the N-word. They want to tell their bitches not to talk to N-words. They want to make America great again. You understand? When America was great. These people are not great. They wouldn't know. That's why they think. You know, when they were longing for America, you know, they're like, USA, USA, what America? Let's go back to the, okay, let's go back to the 90% top marginal tax rate and the 35% unionization. No, that's not what they're talking about. They're talking about the strict racial hierarchy and sexist, misogynistic social mores. That's what they're talking about. They want to be above. They want to be one up on uh, the N-words. And the bitches. Look at him. Oh, isn't he? Doesn't he seem superior? Now, here's somebody that you want running your great country. That's why the soldiers stormed the Normandy Beach. Right? So this asshole can not give a shit about anybody but himself. And 
proclaim the victimhood, the white professional victimhood of the you know, the typical Trump entity who's incapable of functioning in a free society, in a real, really free society, where we have health care and living wages and retirement, and we're in it together. You see, they can't handle that. Freedom is too much for them, where people can form marriage contracts with those who have the same pee-pee. Could you imagine where they could do that without a big white asshole like him, without a mask, telling them? No, that, what to do? They he wants to be able to call somebody, you know, an f word, or without, without feeling the repercussions, without being canceled. That that's what he thinks. It's freedom, free. He's free if he could be as douchey as he wants. He could be douchey, of course. Let go, be it, be yourself. But freedom means we get to have a reaction to it. They can't handle that. They don't want us to be free. No, no, no. This is, you understand, these people are destroying this country because they are easily led and easily played by their weakest, their weak-ass personality defects. You're just a pussy. Yeah, you're so... Isn't he tough? I'm so impressed by him. His masculinity. Oh, he's a reporter. How do you sleep at night when you lie to people? Because we're all lying. Everybody's lying about Twitler for years and years and years. He's just... It's all just a bunch of lies. Not that the multi-level marketing vitamin scam, that wasn't a lie. That's real. The Trump University scam, that's, that wasn't a lie. That's real. All of his bankruptcies, or how about the fake inflated invoices? No, no, it's all, that's not a lie. It's when you report the truth, that's a lie. When you report on their cult leader, on their dim Fuhrer, who gives them the permission to walk over to total strangers and act like a douchebag. You get to act like a douchebag, but we get to have a reaction to it. But why do we have to put up with these people? Calling themselves patriots? Enough. They're not patriots. This is a patriot? Please.
Maybe you can wake him up from his fucking nap and his pudding. They love America. The only profession enshrined in the Constitution that is vital for a free democratic republic. And these people, they can't handle the truth. So what kind of country are we we supposed to have when we have these albatrosses hanging around our necks and then we have a corporate democratic party that tiptoes around it? pretending, trying to pander to them. They're the lost cause. Stop pretending or whatever. I don't even know what. Stop pandering to these people. Call them out. They're not capable. They're not patriots. Holy God. All right, guys. Let me see who's in the chat. Because I'm going to have to jump off now. Guys, I want to thank you all. Thank you, Shannon, for your super chat. Thank you, Jim. Thank you, Anthony and Stephen. Thank you. Stephen says, what is normal? Exactly. It's not normal. Are we going back to normal? Normal is... Normal's not working. And thank you again, Shannon, for another super chat. Holy moly. Yes, Alex on the chat calls that guy Mr. Personality. That's it. That's them in a nutshell. And yes, they are traitors, Paradu. Yep. Haiku says, poor soul has not control in his life. Probably not even good at video games. So he has to lash out and overpower those they see as weak. Absolutely. Insecure. Yep, yep, yep. All right. Peter. I want to say hello, Paradu, and Darth, and Jim, and Covert White Rabbit, and Eve, and Greg, of course, the number one Tower Buster fan. And Shannon, of course, and L's 214. And anybody I'm missing here? Alex. And Steve Grossman. Hello. And Thomas. Thomas Garrett. Welcome. Thank you all for hanging out. And Haku. The moderator. He's got... He was doing some uh, double duty in the last two shows with all the trolls in the chat. Thank you for that. And Richard W. What up? JD. The stream stopped. What? That was a little while ago. 
All right, guys, 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 guys. What are you going to do? Ls214. Hello. All right. Listen, who knows what's going to happen? I don't know. Are we going to have shows? That's up to you. If somebody becomes a patron, maybe. Tara Jr., come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Tara Jr. Jr. is here. He's not jumping. Come on. Come on. Up. 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 There you go. All right. Finally. Hello. This is my cat. All right, guys, I got to go. I it was I figured I'd do a 2-hour show tonight. And thank you Shannon says great show Tara. Thank you and Carlos Levi. I'm looking at some of the Facebook people. Maybe somebody will be a patron. We'll see. And maybe we'll have a show tomorrow. I'm tired. I'm tired. I can't. I can't. We need more patrons. But what can you do? One day at a time, right? What can you do? It sucks. I wish we had the equivalent of the Mercer family or something. I don't know. Whatever. I wish I was rich. And then I wouldn't have to ask. Uh, we wouldn't have to deal with this. We would just have a show. And that would be that. But what can you do? All right. So we're in it together. And we are... I mean, this is real independent liberal media. So it is listener supported. It's viewer supported. It's also five star listener reviewed. All right. So give the show a good review on iTunes. Become a patron. If you're a listener and you... I mean, $2 a month. What the hell, man? That's nothing. Well, I mean, it's something, I guess. When you, you're living in the Great Depression, number three, I understand. But there are some... Some do more. Some We're all in it together, though. Hopefully it'll all even out. And we need a liberal media. You guys know it. Otherwise, we're done. We have to get this word out about the progressive solutions, not only that built the middle class, but will restore a, a free democratic republic. A real, real, a real country that works for all. That's what we're working on. All right, my friends, my name is Tara Devil, and thank you so much for hanging out tonight. Somebody become a patron, and we will have a show tomorrow. Other than that, remember what I say. We stick together, we win, because we're on the right side of history. We're on the right side of democracy. We are the real patriots. We stick together, we win. My name is Tara Devlin, and maybe I'll see you. Who knows? very soon.